Hey guys, welcome to Cult Film Interview, the podcast where we discuss the films you love, but no one else gets, and we see if they still hold up tonight! A long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, the holidays are abound, because we're talking about the Star Wars holiday special. So let's start the show. Your Hollywood system stole our sex and co-opted our violence, so there's nothing left for our kinds of movies. Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> Where in the hell are we? Want a day? If I want your opinion, I'll beat it out of you. This whole thing is turned into a theatrical mockery. You understand that, Mike? Stop eating my sesame cake. I'm so sure. Just look like you like me, and let's stand on. No. Wolfman's gone that's just like uh, your opinion, man. What did I say? No jelly roll. I get older, they stay the same age. You can't piss on hospitality. I won't allow it. Hey guys, thanks for joining the cult. We really appreciate it. Do us a favor. Head over to iTunes. Leave us a review. We'll give you a shout out at the end of the show. Then when you're done with that, head over to cultfilmandreview.com for all your cult film and review needs. Like a cool new t-shirt. The holidays. Just show all your friends. Or maybe a new video. Who knows? I just realized this will air after Christmas. So yeah. Yep. Yeah. I hope awesome. you guys With all, all enjoyed those great t-shirts <laughs> that you bought yourself. You bought yourself on redbubble.com. <laughs> and then make sure you join us on January 18th at uh, Phoenix Film Bar for Night of the Comet. They can get tickets where, Chris? Thefilmbarphx.com. That's right. Join us in watching that classic as always, though, I am joined by Kyle Smith. Hey, how's it going? Chris Wilbert. Hey, what's up? And Michael Slusto. Hello, everybody. I'm a little hoice right now. If they can, they, the people could probably tell because I don't think you're that good of an editor where you can get the, the hoarseness of my voice out. Oh, I thought you said I'm a horse right yeah. now. No, I'm no, a that horse too. right now. Uh, that's transformed by a wizard. <laughs> that too. I really want to take the people into the world that we're about to delve into with the Star Wars holiday special, which was Mike's pick. Mm-hmm. You're really channeling uh, yeah. uh, Darth Vader. I am. But I really want to know, Mike, why did you pick Star Wars the holiday special? Guys, I have been like kind of wanting to do this film for a long time. But like I didn't want to like punish you <laughs> in a weird way. I'll say it is a tough watch for a lot of people. Um, that won't go into whether or not my review is good or bad. But uh, it was just time. Like I had like three other picks before this one, but for some reason, who convinced me? I think it was Kyle. I think yeah. I think it was Kyle, and even I was like, "Oh, Kyle didn't take a lot." Kyle of convincing. said it. Kyle said it, and I like my res- my thought was like, oh, "Are you serious, dude? <laughs> exactly? Like, are you fucking serious? Yeah. Are you Should ready? We do this? Are you ready to do this?" That now? was my response too, because I have I will answer the next question. I had seen this before, so this is not my first watch on this one. This was one where it was like when I heard about it, uh, you know, and being a young Star Wars fan that I was at the time, I was like, "I need to see this." Whatever it is, so I, I I tracked it down and and I think I watched a DVD of it at some point, but um there yeah, there was no DVD of this. No, I <laughs> no, can't like, you that that no. was also sh- bootleg like the one yes. that I have. No, yeah, yeah, it's a bo- <laughs> definitely a bootleg. Okay. Yeah, VHS tape. <laughs> it but, was a VHS transfer. Oh, yeah. definitely. But uh, Kyle, had you ever seen this before? No, I hadn't. Um, I mean, Mike got this at a Comic Con, I think. I think it was either Comic-Con or it was like Mad Monster. Yeah, and and you've had it for how many years? And I keep, I think you kept saying, I'm going to make you watch it. Or, and then it was like, we're going to do it on the podcast. And 
I've just been waiting to watch it specifically for this podcast. So I just really thought it was going to be one of those things where I said it and all you guys would be like, dude, man, no. I've been more excited to see it lately, too, because it's been popping up places. And yeah. it's like, you know, it's time. I was like, ooh, this is going to be a... I said, this is going to be a... And here's why. And then we'll ask Chris last here if he's ever seen this. But I was like, ooh, this is going to be a tough watch because I had seen it before. And I was like, plus I was like... And Chris is not really a Star Wars fan that I know of. Chris, I don't and, think... And, has you even seen the trilogy? Are we at me now? Is yeah. it my turn? Yeah, I have seen the the original trilogy and loved it as a kid. <laughs> um, once I kind of started getting into horror, I wasn't into Star Wars, and I never really got back on that train. However, this okay, too cool for fucking. I just had. It's not Star the. It's Wars. not a too cool thing. Like I do like I mean, the I'm original gonna, trilogy. I'm going to defend him for not watching the new trilogy. I don't I mean, care. No, I like that. I just didn't. It didn't latch on. I didn't latch on to it. Um, you know. But I had heard about this. Like I feel like this has been talked about like several times in my life. Is like, oh my god, you got to see it. It's so bad. Like, you know, like random people who maybe watched it. I don't know when it first, when did this first come out? Does anybody know? 79, right? 78. 78. 78. I mean, God, like this, yeah. When I I can only imagine how this resurfaced, obviously on like bootleg videotapes, I would imagine. Well, there's like a whole history about this too. It's not, you know, and I, we'll get into it a little later. It's not, it's not a film that anybody wants to have seen. Well, I <laughs> wanted to see it because I I, I had heard that it w- had some pretty uh, hilarious moments in it. So uh, I was looking forward to this. Yeah, I feel like also I feel like my watch might have been, well, I think it was definitely better than both your watches because I had heard how bad it was. So like the bar was low going yeah. into it. So yeah. Oh, I knew it was bad going into it too when I originally watched it, but. I feel like because Mike has talked it up so much in the last couple of years, I was like, I'm just it's, really expecting the worst like that, of the worst. It's like that same situation when we were talking about uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night 2, right? Where all I can imagine while watching this film is that there's that, there, like, thank God I was not that 10, 12-year-old boy who had seen Star Wars in the theater. Yeah. Yeah. It was, like, super fucking into Star Wars. I was like, this is it. This is the greatest thing I've ever seen. And then, like, guess what, guys? This holiday, Star Wars holiday special, CBS, be there. And I'm like, fuck yeah. This the is, whole world was this there. This is so yeah. amazing. I'm going to drive my mom crazy so that she buys a fucking tape recorder, which is probably $600 in 1978. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, so, like, that's some high-tech shit. Yeah, right yeah, so that I can record this and I can keep this forever. And then you watch it. And just the anger you must have felt. Enraged. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's true, man. I don't know. Enraged as a child who is like so in love with Star Wars just to watch. The, just And that's what you get. You're like so pumped. Like, this is an early Christmas gift. This is awesome. I can't wait for it. And then you watch that and you're like, fucking Jeff and Starship? But, but you know what? what? I don't know. I, don't know. <laughs> I will say I don't know because I can tell you right now I was a huge Star Wars kid when, when the movie, like I was 83 was Return, right? Return of the Jedi. Sounds about right. 1983? I, I don't know why you're looking at me. Oh, I, 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 I have no I'm idea. I'm looking at a guy like he definitely knows. <laughs> I'm just waiting for you to it's keep Kyle. going. <laughs> so, um, so I'm like, you know, I'm five or six when like that movie, that, that trilogy came out. So it was like, I got the high, like, I kind of got like the tail end of like the hype, you know? Yeah. The toys were out. I had the toys. Um, but like, um, I fucking loved Ewok Adventure. And <clears throat> all I've heard since then is how bad that fucking film is. So I don't know. Like maybe if I had saw this, it my peak Star Wars fandom 
as a kid, I would have been like, yeah, no, this is pretty good. Huh. huh. That's I, I, I kind of thought that too. I kind of thought that too, just because. Oh, no way, dude. Come no, on. Come, you're, if you're talking about like, kid, like kids, kids who don't like, know any better. I just better. see Harrison Ford, I'm, I'm losing my mind. Yeah, right? you like, see. I don't, that's oh my all God, I care it's about. Luke. Oh. Yeah. Like, and I feel like there's a lot of movies. I mean, shit, we've done this on the podcast, right? There are movies from when we were kids that were like, oh, sick movie, sick. And I think when you're a kid, you latch onto the parts that are awesome in a movie. And you, like, you fucking play with another toy when it gets boring. <laughs> so, like, I'm sure when, like, the Chewie's family's, like, mulling about doing nothing, <laughs> you're fucking, you're playing with a fucking X-Wing, and then all of a sudden Han is on screen and they're destroying TIE fighters. You're like, fuck yeah! I have a lot of questions about, like, who they were marketing to in this movie. Well, that's where this film, <laughs> that's where the interesting thing well, starts starting. But. First, we should probably get to the plot. So that means it's it's time for Plots with Mike. All right, so the holiday special, it, it, it actually does take place uh, shortly after Star Wars. Um, but what's happening is that Han and Chewie are out doing Han and Chewie stuff like they often do. Um, but it's Life Day, which is essentially like Christmas on Kishik, the Wookiee planet, <laughs> I'm guessing. Right? Or, or the galaxy. I'm not sure. Because I guess everybody is... Well, no, I think it's only... Yeah, the Wookiees are only... Yeah. Maybe it's a Wookiee-centric holiday. I'm not yeah. sure. But anyways, um, you know... Chewie, be, you didn't even know that Chewie had a family up until this point, no. but he does. He's trying to get home to the, the Tree of Life Day, but like the Empire is basically kind of like descending on on this on this planet a little bit, right? So they're having a hard time getting home. Um, meanwhile, um, we're kind of shown uh, Chewie's family. They're going about doing their normal day, but they're also very very worried that Chewie's not going to be able to get home on time because there's so much danger out there. What ter- it turns out to become is like um, this uh, story where the Empire does kind of descend on this planet and um, Chewie and Han are actually in real danger of getting caught and it's kind of up to Chewie's family to make sure that he doesn't. Mm-hmm. But between that, <laughs> yeah, it is just segments of a variety show. Yes. Like, I mean, it is just a thinly veiled plot if, to if, carry on a Jefferson Starship video or something like that. <laughs> we'll get to that. If spinning plates had come out at any point, it wouldn't have shocked me. Not at all. Not at <laughs> yeah. all. Not at all. So, yeah, that's, uh, I guess, the plot, really. Which is actually weirdly complicated. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Considering well, how many other things are this happening. This movie is weirdly complicated because of, of some of the choices they made, which we'll talk about when we come right back. That's it. I'm turning back. I know your family's waiting. I know it's an important day. All right, we'll give it a try. I'll set your coordinates. We won't jump far. I'll get you back there in time, pal. Trust me. Our only hope now is to outrun that Imperial garbage scow, though. I'm going to light speed. That's the spirit. You'll be celebrating life day before you know it. Some things I forgot to mention in the last segment, like this movie came out in 1978 and is currently sitting at a 33% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's a solid score. Which is crazy to me. That's that's like one in third way? good. In what yeah, way? In what way is that crazy? <laughs> because we've reviewed better movies than this movie that are, have shittier scores than this. I well, mean, we've talked about how this system is not a very good system. No, no, but it's also a Star Wars entity, and I feel like that gives it a little extra push. Which is true. Which is also fucking crazy to think about that this is fucking canon. I mean, it 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 
It's not canon, but I say fuck it. All the goddamn major stars are in it, so it is. That's, it is. that's <laughs> my impression of it. It takes place between four and five. Right, I understand that, but like, I don't think it's considered canon. Oh, definitely. They've, I, they've, they've had tribunals and shit. <laughs> like but, all the Star Wars fans in the world have decided like which extended universe is really canon and how everything works. Well, out. Disney made that decision. Yeah, yeah I now. don't think that the holiday special is in there. <laughs> definitely. Because this is where Boba Fett comes from. This is the first is. first it appearance of Boba Fett. It is it the is. first That's appearance of Boba Fett. Yes, mm. it is. So yeah. So if you're gonna if you're gonna pretend up. like Boba Fett doesn't exist, then like this wouldn't be canon. It is the first appearance of Boba Fett. It is. Hold but anyways, it, it's it, it's it's just crazy to me that this is so. I'm so baffled by this. They said we're gonna make a holiday special. This is the most. This is insane. Star Wars is the hottest shit right now. Right. We gotta get this. We're gonna make a holiday special. Great. Gotta make it get that money. We gotta get it. Who should we center it around? Well, you know, dude, right? We should put it around the creatures who don't fucking just grunt. Who just fucking grunt? They pick the only creatures like in this universe that don't speak English and require a translator. I actually think that <laughs> how do you that make was a on plot? Purpose. I feel like they did that on purpose. I feel like they. I know it's a terrible choice, though, Chris. Yeah, well, that's what we're criticizing it, it for. No, but it I'm is saying, a terrible choice. No, I'm but, saying like that. The 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 reason they did it was because it kind of gets the audience a little bit more like trying to figure out what they're saying like a little bit more sucked in in that way like it, it, it's weird it leaves it's open to your interpretation can I, t- can I tell you what I think here's what I think I think they do a very they're so think of the task that's ahead of them right like they have to make like an extension of Star Wars right, right. but like they know that two other movies are coming <laughs> right so they have to make a decision that's engaging enough to get an audience involved but doesn't fuck up whatever the director's trying to do on the next few movies, right? So which character do you go who's popular enough where you know, like, the director's definitely not going to do, like, a backstory? Yeah, I think it's Chewie. If they had done this, like, where Han is trying no. to get back to see his mom, I know, or I, I know a better... Lucas- I know a better way they could have done it is they could have focused it on C-3P and R2-D2 because they already established that buddy and they get lost on a planet and they have to find their way home. Yeah, but I feel like Chewie's, like, that one character that, like, you don't really even think, like, oh, yeah, I guess his... I guess he has a Dude, life somewhere. It's a terrible decision because there's a solid five or oh. ten minutes at the beginning of the movie where the the Chewie's son, grandpa, and mom are arguing, and it's just, oh, don't, don't and I'm just that. like, I don't know what's the physics behind this decision were fucking terrible. Yeah, it was awful. That's but I, I definitely think that that when they were thinking about it. I mean, who and who knows what kind of contractual things they were like held back behind? It's got to be like, well, we're gonna make a story, and we're like, okay, you can't talk about Han, you can't talk about Luke, you can't get into that. Like, mm-hmm. I wonder if there was like a thing where it's like, uh, you know, you know what you could do, Chewy. Nobody gives a shit about that one. <laughs> like, but he's like, popular. He was popular with the kids. They're like, let's get that out of the way. Let's just get his backstory. I just feel like out of the it's way. an easy character to pick. Mm. Where the history, no matter what you figure it out, it uh, is. I feel like you really like like could have you could have picked any other character. Again, this goes back to like my question: is like, who was this made for? Was this made for the twelve-year-old boy? Was this made for the eight-year-old boy? Was well, this made to, for the adults? I like, think you have who to is understand. This made a variety for? show is made for all of them. I see yes, that. True. I see that in several spots. This, in this is film. a fam- this was a family. <laughs> so I think family it's variety show. We have to figure out like how the history of this. So Chewy is a is a character. I feel like even a young child would look at and be like, whoa. What is that? Like they would be intrigued by it, right? Like it's kind of a big character. It's like a puppet. It's like a Muppet. <laughs> like so, I feel like choosing Chewie was kind of like a marketing. Ink. It was like, okay, this character's big. And well, that's like, what I'm telling of, you. You know, that's what I'm trying to say. 
I agree. Yeah, that's what is I that was like we're th- that that Chewy's an easy choice mm-hmm. because from a marketing aspect, you're not going to fuck with the next two movies coming out because nobody cares enough about Chewie's backstory to even think about it. Right. But it's a character that's super popular with like. Mm-hmm. He's got action figures made of him, you know. Absolutely. He's got all. He's got like all. He's, you know, he's the toys. He's, he's Han's sidekick, he's, man. Yeah, got yeah. that sweet crossbow gun. But mm-hmm. to answer your question about like who the audience, like who they were targeting, you have to like know the history of the why this the American film was people. Made. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So do you have a wrap up of the history? I do because I've seen this movie a million times and I've listened to the history of it. And um, basically, what it was is that when. George Lucas made Star was a huge hit, right? Everybody yeah. fucking loved it. And CBS was just like, yo, man, you got to do a variety show. Like, that was a big thing. Like, it's yeah. not a big thing now, but it no, was. No, in the 70s, it was. Yeah, it was like a Everyone had a Brady Bunch. Everyone had You got to keep one. this going. And he's just like, and, and George Lucas was already, like, in the midst of Empire. Like, he didn't give a shit. <laughs> like, he was just like, yeah, uh, uh, okay, I mean, I guess, money, right? Okay, cool. Um... Yeah, I can't be involved in this in any way. I got to go film this the sequel. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, you guys, I trust you guys. It's cool, you know? Yeah. And that's where, like, shit, from what I've heard in the history of how this got made is where things got went to shit. There was no oversight, right? So, essentially, they just start bringing in all these new producers. And each producer has an idea mm-hmm. of, like, what they want to put in this variety show. Yeah. Which is why this thing gets so off the walls because it's just like one guy's a fan of rock and roll the other guy I guess Cirque du Soleil or some bullshit like Uh and they all had these ideas I mean and uh, even another thing we'll talk about Carrie Fisher sings in this film oh yeah she does and from what I've heard the history is that she actually went up to him and she was trying to be a pop star and she was like okay I'll do it but like I need to have a singing scene so like every Um, basically what happened was there was too many cooks in the kitchen and everybody had equal say as to what they thought should go into this thing. And then we got that oh my God. put on screen. I got Gremlins 2. It's the Gremlins 2, it's the Gremlins 2 sketch. A it's sketch from, from, it sketch from Key and Peele, yeah. It is. And there's like a lot of contention. Like, I mean, guys, like some of this shit is just like fucking B-roll from the old movie. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah, like this is just a pure money-grabbing, capitalizing thing that they're trying to yeah. do. And that's exactly what gets put out on screen, which I think <laughs> oh, is exactly. why people still talk about this shit. Because we're introduced to Chewbacca's family first, which is his lovable wife, who gives the greatest gazes of all time. <laughs> Man. Mala. Mala. Right? Uh-huh. Which she has a traditional Wookiee name, we'll say. I, she, I, out of all of them, I, I think she has she has yeah. the most traditional Wookiee name. You know, I would I would Chewbacca. make that. Yeah, uh, they have a lovely son, uh, Lumpy. Lumpy. <laughs> you know, they decided to go with a little more, a little maybe it's hanging out with Han. I don't know. A little more, little less uh, Wookiee on that one. What was yeah, Lumpy? They, you know, they they went a little more like New Age. Or this could be a general, uh, a generational thing because they also we can't forget about Grandpa. Chewbacca's father, old uh, Itchy. Itchy, yeah. <laughs> you know what it sounds like? It sounds like old Fraggle names that got rejected that yeah. George Lucas was just like, yeah, you can have Itchy and Lumpy, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I was sitting there, I was, I was like, oh, when does Sleepy and Dopey show up? Like, that's when I, I was yeah. like, this isn't fucking terrible. I even went into fucking um, Gentleman Broncos mode where I was just like, that's not a Wookiee's name. That's a name a little girl would make up. <laughs> Lumpy. Like... <laughs> I was like, yeah, it took me out of it. Definitely. I was like, really? It's such a weird. Yeah, it's a weird name. (laughs) Except if like itchy is spelled like 
E Z C H E E. Right, right. They can't even pronounce as like two O's or something. <laughs> they can't lumpy. Even, the Wookiees can't even pronounce itchy. I I would well, imagine. They, I don't know. Chewbacca sounds like a guttural noise. <laughs> like that's a guttural. Yeah, exactly. But then it's like lumpy. Chewbacca's just like lumpy. They can't make L sounds. Yeah, they can't make L sounds. Exactly. Do they say each other's names like the Chewbacca? I don't know if they do. Let's let's go through this this story. Let's tell the tale. Chewbacca's family all all yelling at each other. Yeah, well, yeah. they're That's yelling the story. at the kid. They're yelling at the kid. He keeps getting in trouble. He's be, well. He's being a little irritating a little brat. Terror. He's yeah. being a kid, but yeah. like an irritating he's kid. He's being a brat. He's, he's and his he's flying the X wing around his grandfather's head while his grandfather's trying to build presumably another X wing for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess so. Right. Yeah. yeah, I guess he like carves the X wings out and, and gives then, them to the son's yeah. toys. And then mom's like, I, you know, I've been I've been I've been working a triple, and I, I don't got time for this shit. Like. You know, and let's talk about that family. Can we? Can we? Also, can we just? Can we talk about Itchy's lower jaw for a minute? Let's just talk about <laughs> yeah, that, itchy, that lower lip. What itchy, the fuck is wrong with that? Thing? Itchy looks like he got hit with the gaffy <laughs> stick. He got, he got His hit, name guy. says it all. He, he looks. He took itchy. A few, I feel like he took a few blasters to the <laughs> face. <laughs> I think so. I think he took a few bowcaster blasts <laughs> to the face. Um, yeah, he looks bad. He's a. It's a terrible creature. I, and I, I think what they were trying, they were trying to make him look. Like I, it's like almost like Jim. Like, did Jim Henson Studio have anything no, to do with it was, this? Guess who? <laughs> guess who it was? Who? Stan Winston. Stan Winston. Okay. okay. Yeah, legendary Stan Winston. Mm-hmm. Who, if you look at that, you know what? First on the job, never, not always the, the early, best. Early if, days. If you look at, if you look at it though, and you look at um, Itchy, he does kind of resemble a gray gorilla. I guess oh you're right. No. Well, you know what? You couldn't see any seams, so you know he did a good job there. I suppose. First, yeah. There are Better things where I'm go. like. And I look at the at the at the design. I think, okay, I see what you were trying to do, right? Like it's an old man. You got rid of all of his teeth. It's just like holes in his gums, kind of weird thing. I think they were trying to make him look like the old pedophile dude in like Family Guy or something like that, right? <laughs> but the reality, other way around. They tried to do it like, but how can we make it look still look like a Wookie? And I feel like. I guess in that they succeeded. <laughs> it's just like he looked pretty terrifying. He's there. bad though. He yeah. looks. But they could only afford one rough. animatronic, and it's half of his lower lip. Yeah, that thing doesn't move. It's really weird. <laughs> uh, Nala's eyes. It they're, looks like a person in a mask. It really they, does. They're haunting. Nala, Nala looks just. Uh, Nala just looks like Chewbacca, but no, like with a, a with a softer, doughy eye. No, like I feel like it's, it's like, like the like, Bernstein Bears family. I feel with <laughs> Chewie's eyes. You can't like Chewie's eyes. I feel like they they match his face. Hmm. Like it looks like it's part of the mask. That's true. And this one, it looks like the mask is slightly off the face, so it just looks like somebody. Oh, it does that. In a Chewbacca mask, like but like. Who can't place their head correctly? That, yeah. But somebody's shining a flashlight in their that face. And, and, and Lumpy's mouth looks like the false teeth that fall out of Joker's pocket at the end of the <laughs> yeah, fucking Batman. Fucking terrible. <laughs> it's like goddamn. Yeah, it looks like uh, what's this guy from fucking uh, Saw? Yeah, Jigsaw. Jigsaw it looks like Jigsaw. He's got Jigsaw jaw. Jigsaw <laughs> jigsaw like jaw. A, a real Nutcracker Prince situation <laughs> going on, <laughs> flapping around. Yeah, this is awful, awful designs. <laughs> but basically, um, they're just ch- waiting. They're waiting for Chewie. Yeah, they're waiting that's for what Chewie. they're doing. They're just hanging out in the house waiting for Chewie. 
Mom, we get our first comedy act from um uh what's the actor's name? Oh my god, I'm forgetting his name. Uh I don't know. He was an only I'm I'm guessing the one that's in every role. Yes. He uh, uh it's uh Harvey Corman. Thank you. A very mm-hmm. famous Harvey Corman. Uh basically he is a cooking robot and is putting on a cooking show. Well, and we have our first comedy act here. Well, wait, no, no we're missing no. we're missing, missing the, circus. the circus. Oh, I forgot about the goddamn yeah, circus. It goes circus. We don't blame cooking. you. It's not easy to then, then it cuts to <laughs> the shop guy. Because everyone just turns on the TV to distract this goddamn kid, basically. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. Itchy goes and gets gets a tape. Gets a tape from the collection so he can, you know, put it on put, and entertain the kid. Tape. A cassette tape. Cassette tape you put into a, cassette tape. into a VR, you know, table. And yeah, Itchy or no, Lumpy. Watches the circus. Yeah, or for the first indication that we're in a variety show. Absolutely, yes. definitely. <laughs> and, and it's it's like a combination of like the music Cirque du was Soleil like... and like Zubilee Zoo. Oh, Zubilee like, Zoo, totally, you know what man. I mean? yes. Like it's weird. Like everything's like, ballet esque. Ballet esque, like... but like everything's dressed like it's a toucan. Yeah, <laughs> like it's really yeah, yeah like colorful pre circus Soleil. Yeah. Like everybody should have flamingo feathers coming off yeah. them and shit. And yeah, like, what well, it goes on for like five minutes. It feels like it sure does, it's a man. Whole, yeah. They it's do a whole the performance. Whole performance, and you can't really see it that well. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because it's were, a VR. You know, they were kind of trying to showcase that maybe they were trying some new technology out there, like some superimposing. No, they were no, they were so the, te- the, the, the table he's at is a table that's popped up in the universe. Yeah, it was the it's first like one, a chessboard so. situation, but it's like a hologram. It's a hologram. Yeah, thank you. It's a hologram table. It's on the Millennium Falcon, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's essentially the I would have guessed the same technology, if not the exact same. Yeah, so they're just trying to match it. So that's table. why they had that yeah. hologram transparent appearance. But, but I let me tell you where I think this kind of fails. Because there was a part of me that was kind of like, okay, these dudes are like doing flips in midair, and it's like and I imagine variety shows did this a lot, right? Like, let's show the circus. Like, like I'll watch like America's Got Talent or something like that. And yeah. Somebody does it on there. It's like, holy shit, man. Mm-hmm. That's pretty fucking captivating. But the moment you make them into like a weird hologram, <laughs> I sh- there was no fear. Like, well, maybe one of them will fall down. Is this live? Like, none of that shit exists. Mm. So now I'm watching the a danger really of the circus fucking is gone. boring circus show. Yeah. And time, that's, I feel though, like, what we get. For the time, though, just the idea of that being a hologram and, you like, think it would have been ex- watching exciting? 3D, like, essentially 4D, like... No, dude, I think that looks like shit even for 1978, <laughs> bro. I feel like there's a disconnect. That's the thing, because I feel like if I was watching that, like, if they came into the house and started doing that shit... <laughs> Right? <laughs> like, oh, it's our alien friends that are also circus performers. Watch them do the life of dance thing. You yeah. know, and they start doing this shit in the in the in the apartment thingy. Yeah, to celebrate life day or some right. shit. I would have been like, holy shit, man, that's pretty cool. But the fact that it's like like a video game thing, it's like I don't I feel like I'm totally disconnected by the the danger of people like high flying well, through the air. Well, not only that, like the outfits are stupid. The outfits yeah. are stupid and it's a boring performance. It's and the like, and the yeah. muse the music is so Disturbing to it's like me. A mu- it's like it's like a music box. Yeah, it's yeah, just like right. it's, it sounds. It sounds like someone's about to get murdered. That's what the music reminded me of. It's what Jigsaw turns. Yeah, exactly. From a, like a Jack in the Box before <laughs> your like jaw explodes or something. <laughs>
I don't know. I just felt t- I, 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 you're saying you felt Chris loved it. It wasn't Chris dangerous. It wasn't it. dangerous. No, but I Chris guess said I, it was the best scene in the movie. I didn't really see it as that. I just was like, it did just feel like a variety show. And I was like, oh, okay. It's just this kid watching this. It's like a toy for Does like a kid in yeah, the I understand that space. that's what they were doing, but I'm saying that, like the excitement of a variety show. Yeah. No, right? I think what you're saying, the entertainment value of circus specifically, though, is yeah. the, the element of danger. And without that element of danger, it loses some of its magic. And I'm saying it happens on a fucking Millennium Falcon hologram board. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> because that's essentially. You got to say it right, though. Mill- Millennium Falcon. Oh. Damn. Damn. Super nerd. Does that annoy oh, anybody shit. else, by the way? Like, I, I wanted to call it Millennium Falcon, but everybody kept calling it the Falcon. Who said that? In this show. Oh, well, they're all oh, British, in this movie. dude. That's the same thing that goes on with me the whole time. I'm like, is it Han or Han? I've always heard Han. Han. Whoever's saying it. But everybody whatever. says Han. Everyone says Han. That's Han. Even Leia Lucas says Han. No, even Lucas says Han. It's weird. I saw an interview with him the other well, day. Like, it, like, it's like Han. Oh, Han. I'm like, Han? Who the fuck's Han? Well, my buddy well, Han. I don't know. I, I mean, don't know. I don't think it's a big deal. Like, it is a huge deal. <laughs> it just caught me by surprise. That this they is canon. Prepared. It's not a huge deal for this holiday special, though. This is canon. It's true. <laughs> Next up, we're finding out, hey, Chewbacca's coming home. This kind is, of. This is a big deal. We got to make a good dinner. Okay. You can't be out fighting the empire all day and come home to a Wookiee house without the, the wife cooking up a storm. Yeah. You got to get that life day meal. There's something I want to talk about before we get into this though. What's that? The the direction they go with ex- revealing that like Chewie has a whole family at home while he's like off gallivanting with like a smuggler. Yeah. Like it's kind of sad. <laughs> It is. Does I it agree. not like kind of make you think like, dude, he's like, well, like, that's what I kept is thinking. Is Chewie a deadbeat dad? That's what I kept thinking. I'm like, cause like, I, I'm like, oh yeah, Chewie and Han, they're doing their thing. And like, but I'm like, at the end of the day, you're, you're a fucking pirate. I see it more of like you're a ma- shit. You're no, shit. it's like more like a, like they reminded me a lot of the opening to Mad Max. <laughs> I guess. And I, and I, and I, I've heard, isn't it, isn't like, I don't Wait, what? I, I don't know what he's talking about. The opening to Mad Max. I don't know. When we were introduced. Fury Road, Thunderdome, which one? The original the one. The Road Warrior. The original one. Oh, Road Warrior. Yeah. You think Road Warrior, huh? Yeah, you or open up Mad on Max. a scene. The only thing that was missing was a saxophone, but like. <laughs> but you open up on his family, you know, and you see kind of like, oh, he's this like, like he's this like family man, I guess. But like, but Chewie's away, you know, he's supposed to be coming. Yeah, home. but like, you're. It's different because he's Mad Max kind. is a cop. Well, Chewie's kind of like a cop. Well, keep Chewie's in mind, not keep a cop. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We have to remember though, yes. Chewie at this point is now a decorated member of the Rebel Alliance. Right, he's I understand a, that. He's a he's he, now, yeah, but for years he has think, not been. Well, uh, maybe, maybe he's turned his life around. Maybe it's life I'm day. mistaken, but I feel like in somewhere in canon, it's like Chewie like owes like Han a life debt or some shit, and that's why he's like doing this. I can't remember. It is. It's in the new movie. Uh, it's in. It's it, in the new solo movie. Yeah. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, it's okay. in solo. All right. So like, let's assume that that's the case, right? Yeah. But like, he like, if you know anything about the movie, like at the beginning, like they're fucking smugglers, and this takes place like a little bit shortly yeah. after Star Wars. They're criminals. Yeah, I understand that. Like now, they're like decorated generals or whatever yeah. the fuck they do in the Star Wars <laughs> world, where you get a generalship like immediately. But the lights like, is not that big. You just got to add people when you can. Yeah, you just keep getting hey, bro, generals. You just want to sign up? Like, generals. It's, like, it's, like, <laughs> it's like everybody in a startup has a director level. <laughs> it's just weird because he's like off with Han. He's doing all this shit. And I'm just thinking the whole time, I'm like, is, is it a culture thing that 
on like in the Wookiee culture, like it's a totally cool thing to like, it's like a respectable job. I think I think it is. I was thinking I, I think it is. I think as long as he's home for life day, you know, you do you. Dude, that's crazy though. Cause how are they still so in love? Because I mean, the looks they give each other, you know, they're in love. Oh, yeah, smugglers, smug- yeah, smugglers could be in love. Smugglers can have families and dads. Right, I understand that, but like, they, <laughs> guys, they are a family that have watched their their patriarch go from a criminal to a hero in a rebellion. Yeah, like, wh- like how? Does, well, they're probably how down with perception. Not they're change. down. They're down with the rebellion as well. You know. Right, but, but, but we don't actually. We, don't, with, we don't know Mala's. Chewie wasn't down with that, the rebellion beforehand. Han didn't give a shit. He was a smuggler. Yeah, he's just a criminal. We don't know what Chewie thinks because he doesn't speak English. Again, the core issue Mala, of this. I think he's right. I'm sure. I think some... Mala's just a baby mama. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I think she's just a baby mama, and he comes home and sees. And Chewie's just like an honorable on, dude. You na- yeah. Baby you... mamas aren't wearing fucking aprons, bro. He comes home. <laughs> he comes <laughs> home. This is rough. He comes home, drops a little change. Drops oh a little change, sleeps there for a little bit, then bounces out, has a little lumpy there. Are you, you happy you brought his, us this point, Mike? It's like, <laughs> <laughs> really got into, Chewie's a piece of shit at this yeah. point. Think you about you it. brought us here. We're about, we were about Chewy. to talk about dinner. It, but. Actually, it actually all makes sense at this point because Lumpy is like, that's a hood gangster name. No, but like, that's, that's a not, nickname no, on the street. No. <laughs> but they that's little lumps. You know no, what I mean? No, no, it's no, like no, I never no, get tired no, of being yeah. punched. It's not what you're describing because then the family wouldn't the family wouldn't have so many secret hiding communication devices to keep in constant contact with him. Yeah, they're always, they ain't never getting out of They definitely, I mean, they have everybody's fucking number. Yeah, they've got their Rolodex, man. Like a Rolodex of like wanted criminals. Yeah, and the first <laughs> one they hit up is fucking Luke, and he's in- well. And the other thing that we got to take into credit and in, in, in the uh, account here is that it, we are to just, I guess, know that because everyone seems just to know fucking Chewie has a family and knows his family. Like Luke yeah. knows, everyone Leia knows. knows. They're like, oh my god, I haven't seen you guys in, wow, in what's months. going on? Yeah, like. Yeah. Girl, what's new? Like, we're, <laughs> I wonder if they're present at the ceremony at the end of the first film. Like, he brought his family out for the ceremony. Maybe he went and picked him up. We don't even know. Yep. I didn't see him in there. <laughs> I'll go back and go back and pa- pause it again. They're, have the, to go they're, back they're in the cheap seats. This Mike. is a frame by frame deal. Chewie's family just gives no, but really I, I, bad that, seats. That's it's like, terrible. That was that the the reveal that when we first see Luke was like, oh man, this is terrible. That was like the. But, when when I saw oh. how they were shoehorning in yeah. the characters from the from the film, I was like, oh, and, he's like, Man. Man. and they play it up so much, and they're like, and starring. Yeah. Mark Hamill, Mark, yeah. Mark oh, uh, the whole gang, man. They showed up for this amazing thing, and then you get this, and you're like, "Oh, this is how they're gonna." I do got, this. I got sold on that. I yeah. was like, "Oh shit, yeah." yeah like Harvey- it's gonna be like the whole crew is like working together, and it's no, it's like we got Mark Hamill for for ten minutes. Yeah. Let's and shoot the shit. Not only that, but doing things that <laughs> just. Or don't make any sense. Yeah. Can anyone tell me what he's trying to fix? <laughs> I think it's an X-Wing blaster. Whatever it is, I was going to say, yeah, whatever it is, obviously R2-D2 caused it. He's like, how could you get yourself into right. this? It's yeah. like, like the joke <laughs> is so stupid because it's like, I can only imagine like these producers just like, all right, we got Mark Hamill. What are we going to have him do? I don't know. Fix some fucking yeah, thing. Fix some fucking and then it's in there. You know, and then there's a gag where R2-D2 well, keeps fucking it up. Right. The robot keeps fucking yeah, it up. Yeah. Makes sense. I, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love that because it took, it took away all the confidence I always had an R two D two. He always was able to get yeah. to get out of situations. He's, this guy he's hacked he, the Death Star. He, he, yeah, he's qu- he's quick with a with a flip out arm Cannot and a hacking device. X wing blaster, but an X wing blaster <laughs> is just a smoke cannon in this guy's hands. <laughs> 
Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll talk more about Star Wars The Holiday Special. back talking about Star Wars, the holiday special. We are about to get into it, uh, but Harvey uh, Corman is in this movie more than the main stars. Um, and whip. Fir- What's that? I said whip. Mm-hmm. Whip it good. Whipster. Uh, and <laughs> the... <laughs> the... We're about to get into the, yes, the, the cooking Stir scene. Whip. Which is probably uh, the one of the least funniest things I think I've seen in a very long time. Yeah. I, but I still got to give Harvey Corman a lot of credit, man. <laughs> this guy is a consummate entertainer. I, like, he is working with fucking nothing. Th- I, I mean, I, I, this scene was so not funny that I had to... I took a picture and posted it on my Instagram. I was like, yeah. I fucking... Is this, if this is the rest of the movie, I'm out. Are you I'm fucking, fucking kidding out. me? I was dying during this scene. Are you serious? What? I loved it. Why? Why? <laughs> It wasn't even that funny. Because it looked like the fucking person just did a bunch of coke and like went fucking nuts on this on this scene and just improvised. <laughs> like it was totally like what kind of got me in the the sense that I was like, who fucking whose call was it on some of these scenes and shots and why are they putting like what why are they doing this? Like it was so absurd that it made me laugh out loud. Oh my god. I, man, I wish I watched this with you, I guess. <laughs> yeah, dude, because when I'm watching it, all I can think is, God, I want to fast forward through this <laughs> shit. Nobody, but nobody respected, like, the kind of old school entertainer mentality that kept that fucking scene going. I'm I sorry. Did. Like, there was a lot of physicality. It's like, you know, like, what made Jim Carrey popular was just, like, you feel like you could hand him a shoehorn, mm-hmm. and he'd somehow turn it into, like some kind of gag yeah and even if it didn't work you're like oh man holy shit like i feel like that's what they did with this guy yeah they were like hey man just can you make this scene funny and he was just like yeah just give me a fucking uh a whisk (laughs) and a mallet and we're good to go and i'm just like it's amazing to me believe me i agree with you guys it's not entertaining but there is a part of me that's like they don't make actors like that anymore man they don't thank god I disagree. I disagree. I think this scene uh, above above many other wacky scenes that happened in this film, like this was probably one of the more entertaining. Oh, I feel like his scenes, like I feel like Corman scenes, just get worse. No way. What you have the oh no the fucking robot communicator shit was not funny. The most hilarious fucking scene in the movie in this movie is like the unintentionally hilarious scene, which is like Wookie porn. That oh is God. so goddamn funny. Easily the funniest thing. Wait, what happens between where we're at and there? Because, yeah, I mean, we're jumping right to it. Yeah, like, I mean, that I do want to talk about that. Well, too. all that happens is she. We we see the cooking scene with the stir whip, and then um. But we introduce a character. Well, the character we, we, there is a character we miss, which is the uh, the traitor. He, he trades. He trades in junk and a yes. and a traitor and a traitor. At some point in time. So yeah, Art we, we see yeah Art Carney. We see him. We see him early in the film, and he's trying to sell uh, a, a ten in one multi fucking tool thing to a, an empire or general. Yeah, and um, he pops up. He shows up at the house. He's like, "Hey, what's up? You guys already know me. 
audience is going to put it together. We're good. Well, he drops off some goods. And he starts bringing in gifts for the family, and he and he pulls Grandpa Itch aside, and he's like, hey, man, you're going to have a good life day, a very, very happy life day. And I'm like, oh, this motherfucker giving him porn. He like, he, yeah, and he like, fucking leads Grandpa up to the VR chair, sits him down and pops a tape in, and is like, have fun. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck am I about to watch? And what you are about to watch, like, reveals a lot. Like, if this was canon, like, it reveals a lot about, like, what's going on here with woogie culture, mm-hmm. right? Because what it is, is essentially, like, like 70s disco. Yeah. By, by a human, right? Yeah. So, like, it leads you to be like, okay, so. That's Wookiee porn. The thing that gets Wookiees off this, is, yeah. A, they're attracted to humans, which is fucking weird. And B, <laughs> <laughs> that. Not only just women, but like seventies disco, like lights and mm-hmm. shit like that. Mm-hmm. Crystal Queens. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> number it's, one. it's like an ABBA video. Number yes. one, that will get you hard, no matter what race you are. <laughs> okay, it doesn't true. matter. It's There's true. some sensual talking, yeah. but it happens. is a weird thing. Wookie, yeah, you want to be Wookie? You want to be like whatever Darth fucking Maul is? Doesn't matter. You again put that on. So, so during the scene, I went back to that thought: Who was this show made for? And I could just imagine. Again. Imagine like a nine-year-old sitting there while this uh, disco queen is having an orgasm no, on screen. No, I mean, I, I, uh, either Cody or Mike said it earlier. It's a variety show. It's made for the entire family. So there's something in there <laughs> yes. for everyone. And this one was the inside but, joke for but, the for the parents watching. You're right. Old alien creatures are super into human women. What yeah. I really love. What. I- <laughs> But only when they sing bad disco. What I really, what I really love is that this scene, like it, it, it basically in my mind, it set up a better joke, which is if disco is porn to Wookies, then Jefferson Starship is porn <laughs> to to the Empire, to the Empire Generals. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Pretty yeah. much, because what happens is Keshek basically gets shut down. Yes. And they're looking for the traitors, basically the rebel traitors. The, yep. The the Empire is, and the, yeah, this is. Uh, as these gadgets are being handed out, the they start giving them basically to the Empire troops to distract them from various things in the in the in the yeah scenes distract them from looking around the house yeah so they don't find out that they're rebel scum right and yeah this is when we get um, Jefferson Starship with um what song is that a, a, I like the song that song here was was pretty rocking at the beginning yeah oh, it lost me I well, like yeah. the song. The thing I couldn't get over was the visual of him singing into a light-up dildo. Uh, yeah, right? I couldn't get over that. I had that vision as well when I was watching. I was like, <laughs> mm-hmm. I think it was supposed to be a lightsaber, yeah. if I was to guess. It looks like a dick. It's a light dagger. It looks like a glowing dick. He's just holding a glowing dick. I'm sorry. I thought dick. this whole performance was corny as fuck. Like, it was just like, man, that's why they didn't get better. This is why they changed their name three times. <laughs> this right is, here. This is why it didn't work out yeah, for Jefferson. This is, this is why they became just Starship. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Jefferson got the fuck Jefferson out. Jefferson was like, I'm out of here, man. <laughs> Lost it on the holiday special camp. Yeah, it's not, it's not their best song or their... Uh, uh, yeah, it's pretty... Yeah, I don't... Well, these you, sort of what things... What do you like, like about it? These sort of things are, I think, pretty stupid. Like, because, like, all it is is we're watching music video and then cutting to reactions. And in this one... The reaction is a finger starts tapping, and it's like, oh, now he's distracted. He's into the music to the point where it's also like, like even the Empire likes this music. 
Even I thought the, that was kind of like the joke they were going for, but you. it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't play off. That I didn't way. hear. I hit. didn't pick that joke up, yeah. so it didn't work that well. I guess. I also my my favorite scene would probably be when the Empire just decides to fucking destroy <laughs> Lumpy's room. Guys, can I tell you something? Shit. <laughs> so there's, that's something I really wanted to talk about because okay, so this is the first like this is the first time I had to watch this movie like objectively. Like every other time I haven't even really picked up on any plots or even story because like it is like a variety show. Yeah. And like anytime I ever watch it, my attention is kinda like, all right, then there's fucking Jefferson Starship. Okay, there's the cooking show thing. <laughs> oh, this guy showed up to move the story. But this is the like first the time vignettes. I actually took yeah. a like a really deep dive yeah. into figuring out what's going on here. Mm-hmm. And I will say that there is a dark message that's being put out in this film. Oh. And once this starts happening, you get a, like, you get a real Anne Frank vibe. What's the dark message? Like, it, there are like these, like, I know that Lucas always wanted, like, the Empire to be like a Nazi thing, but this is the strongest performance oh, they have. Like, think about vibe. this. They come in at one point in time and they know the family down to, like, how many, like, people are in it. Right? Oh, yeah. There's one male missing in this family. Mm-hmm. It totally feels like the Nazis showing up at a Jewish mm-hmm. home and being like, where's the grandfather? Definitely. Like, what you, what, how do you know? We have you all recorded. What the fuck are you talking about? We keep track of all of you. Like, and then the scene where they go upstairs and they destroy his room for the fun of it. And then, like... I mean, they were looking one for of, stuff. Yeah. Yeah, no, but it's mean. It's a mean thing. They go up there and they see that toy. He's just trying to destroy the toy because he thought he'd be gone. And then he comes down to the mother and he says, I think he'll be busy. Yeah. Like, he's just a fucking dick. Yeah. And when then he walks he up, breaks down. Oh, man. When he walks up there, though, when the stormtrooper first walks up there, it's so funny because they're just meandering about in the room and, like, one of them walks up to a shelf and it's, like, just, like, a really quick, like, just yeah. starts destroying all like holy shit all hell just broke loose they were just standing there what the hell I love that they're just like clean this up you little fucking shit <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible and then and then you know well you get to the end eventually well no we we, we, we missed the no we, we, we missed, missed the, so much we missed the cartoon oh, no we're jumping yes. all over the place no. we are jumping all over the place but we are. but yeah he, he's watching the cartoon the most important e- I think the most important aspect of this entire thing is this animated short I agree. yeah because there's it's a history the, behind it well it's the only thing good that came out of it I feel like too oh okay. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> it may not be the most like it's on, good. It's, it's it the not, best part of it. Yes, it may not be the most well written th- thing in this either, which is kind of amazing to say. But at least like visual wise and artistic wise, it was the most gratifying thing in this movie, hands down. Well, I will chalk that up to pure nostalgia because this feels like all the early cartoons yep. that we used to watch. Like I definitely got that that vibe, you know, mm-hmm. like. Like just the style of the animation, the colors. It reminded me of um, a couple scenes from Heavy Metal. That's what, dude. When I walked in, what I say, I was like, "Oh, I like the fucking Ralph Bocci cartoon that was in the middle of this." Yeah, it's it's definitely like an animation that's very highly stylized. Yeah, like there's really strong features. Like Harrison Ford, when Han actually shows up in the cartoon. The way he's drawn is fucking like real weird. It is like he's like he's like, a caricature. Yeah, like he's real squinty, like eyed, like his eyes are almost closed, and he's a really long face. It's like really pronounced. He, lo- he looks yeah. like the Mac at the Mac at uh, what is it the what is it is that the the McDonald's uh, character the moon shaped head guy? Oh yeah, it's Mac tonight. Yeah, it's Mac tonight. <laughs> the guitar, the piano player. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. He does. He looks. It's like a really pronounced features. Was there ever a Star Wars cartoon? 
Uh, yeah, there, was there after, has to be. There some was after sort this. Of... There was an Ewok one, and there was. I can't remember what the other, other one. one was. Well, yeah. the, the droids. The droids. Yeah, this made me. This actually made me be like, what was this like? Something that they were pitching at the time? Like, hey, maybe we'll get a cartoon off this if they see that this is like a it. cool thing. Like, maybe they'll turn it into a show. Like, like it's a variety show, but maybe it's like a variety pitch show for like more well, of the franchise. And it introduces one of the most popular characters in all of Star Wars history with Boba Fett and I think he has the most lines in this movie. He does have the most lines in yeah. that. And, and, and out, of, out of any of the other movies any that movies. Boba Fett's in. Yeah, and like they really like, yeah, they really did a good job of like humanizing him. Yes. Like I, I, I never, I never ever got that. It felt so shocking to see this having seen the rest of the saga and then coming back to this, it was like, who? That's that's what they thought Boba Fett would act like. Oh God damn! They didn't beat you over the head with the word him calling everybody friend. Yeah, okay, they really friend. do. They really try to I'm play like, off the whole. Yeah, I'm like, okay, so clearly he's a bad guy. What? He, Why would you guess that? He just wants to be friends. Yeah, yeah. He's mm-hmm. a friendly guy. See, was, why are you so they suspicious? They keep reminding of people, you over and over again. Chris has just always been suspicious of people. Yeah. Cody. Why are you always so suspicious of people? I liked him, but I was just like, okay, like I did think it. it was fun to think, like, wow, this is the first time Bubble Fett made an appearance. Like the the geek inside of me was like, oh, cool. I did not know that. Oh, and by the way, this uh, animation studio actually—you're probably right. It probably was like a pitch because. Uh, <laughs> Nirvana produced droids and Ewoks, the two animated plays okay. and things. Yeah, they actually do go on to make. Oh, nice. Okay, so I mean, and like a D- Doctor Who one or something like yeah, that. I, uh, anyways, <laughs> I, this is like in eighties. But anyways, go on. Sorry, I love also too. They were like, you know what? You know what? Star Wars universe universe really needs more of. B. Arthur really just needs. Uh, I think it does. <laughs> she, I think it does. Yeah, need no, more she has B. a great, Arthur. It's a really weird, interesting. Like storyline, I liked that scene. <laughs> yeah, it's a weird it thing. Faves, it yeah. was, it was, it had, it had an unnecessary subplot with one of the patrons of the bar, and like, and it, I don't know, it was, it was probably for me the most ridiculous of everything that well, I've seen in this so far. Yeah. It is historic to me because in one, in one aspect that I feel like they invented the the reality TV at that point. What? Basically, what it is is it's a it's a broadcast that they're watching from Tatooine. It's basically like a live. It's broadcast. like it's supposed to be like a security security footage or something, yeah. right? Oh, like I, the, gotcha. I think that's what it is because like yeah. there's an Empire guy yes. and yep. they're showing. Yeah, it's so like you, a live broadcast. It's that's basically, the way they drive the, to explain why these scenes are even happening. Yeah, oh. of why they're at. Okay. That location. Okay. It's like they're watching it like a reality TV show, which was for the whole time. I, really I kept thinking, like, well, yeah, oh, it's great. Concept. It's great that B. Arthur's here, but what happened to the guy who was the original bartender? See, here's what, and, and this is how <laughs> I've always viewed it: is like this is like the Monday bartender, or she's the owner. I thought you thought that she was the owner. She was the owner. That other guy. That's that's, that's the just, Monday he bartender works for her. Yeah. Okay. I don't know because she seems more business savvy to own a bar in Tatooine than that other guy. I guess, but like the bar is less busy than it is in the movie. Let's be honest. There's not <laughs> a lot. But the band's still there. playing the same fucking song. Yeah. Well, when you got a hit, dude. <laughs> <laughs> when you got a fucking I love, hit. I love that they made efforts to craft her lyrics to that fucking a slowed why down version it, of I that know. song. Why, why was that a theme throughout this movie? Like, you know what? We'll just take a song that's from Star Wars that easy. Can, that cannot have words in in it because of the fucking melody, and we're just gonna put words. Yeah, oh, they, you know, they if do you that slow that down, you get a melody. Yeah, yeah but that's no, a- yeah, it, 
I mean, they're just trying to. But it's so funny too because it doesn't even. It doesn't even like. At least the animated story had something about like the characters of the universe and driving that forward a little bit. This was okay. literally like time to leave my bar song. <laughs> Why? Yeah, and my question too was I was like. Do these- it's, it's like the, the, the like the nineteen seventy eight version of closing time. <laughs> yeah. Closing time. It's like the end song of every bar. I'm like, I know all these creatures know of the Empire and know that the Empire will literally come in here and shoot everyone whoa, whoa, dead whoa, for whoa. breaking curfew. Hold on. We're not on any planet here. We're on Mo- Mos Eisley. It's like That's- the most coveted den of Thieves, That's what she was and villainy. About. Yeah, like these guys don't fucking care that much. That is true. They would never give a shit. Yeah, they don't fucking follow no curfew. But neither does the Empire, and the Empire will just murder. Yeah, but the Empire didn't. They stayed for another round. But like they've shown this, they've shown Mos Eisley in both Star Wars and then also in uh, Rogue One. Like those, you don't get an impression even in that movie. They give a flying fuck. Oh, it's like okay, yeah, there's some Empire walking around. We like. Keep your head down. We're gonna go off and start selling shit like as soon as they turn their back. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, this is fucking like this is nobody, this is the yeah, black market. They I don't, don't give I, a fuck. Yeah, nobody there was is was ever going to give two shits about a curfew. But again, it was just the most random. It, it had nothing. It was literally a song about it's time to leave my bar. Yeah, they're closing it down. <laughs> like. Nobody will you, listen to How her. did you add to the Star Wars universe in any way with that? I don't know. But it was one of my favorite songs, I would say. It, it is. It's probably the better, best song. I don't know. It's also She's like the fun. most interesting thing because it's like a weird. I mean, like. Again, that, 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 fan, again I, that, this is just fan service. It's, yeah, we throw it is. B. Arthur into something. It's so like, is this like beer like, lovers or bar bar lovers that we're trying to appeal to in this no, variety fan, show? No, fans of B. Arthur, because she, she was. She B. Arthur was, in, was hot in 1978. Yeah, yeah, she, yeah, was, she was. Well, she, Jesus. I, yeah, before <laughs> Golden Girls. I mean, but I also think it's like a scene that was popular in the movie and like. Yeah, we have to go to Tatooine. We, we go, go back to Tatooine. It's a popular scene in the only movie we have right now, which is the first one, right? And then on top of that, it's like, it, it's like a cute little, it is a cute little nod to the concept of just like, yeah, so like, what do you think that bar, what happened in that bar after they left? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, what's Let's the get that life song of those back people? In here. We need to get that yeah. song in this. Get so. the people back oh, in like, <laughs> like, I just feel it is, like you said, fan service. But Absolutely. Fan service, you don't it's even fan, think you It's need fan service on two, on two fronts, because it's ser- it's serving the fans, it's serving the kids, because the kids are like, oh, the, the can't you look at all the crazy creatures oh, yeah, are back, yeah. and then it's serving the the parents who are like, you know, be Arthur, that's a smart lady right and there. L- and let's be honest, <laughs> they definitely... Must have like gotten into like the fucking creature effects room and said like, yeah. "Hey, let's just, just steal get some these random masks." People. Yeah, because th- those are the masks I gotta imagine from the movie. Oh, even mm-hmm. I was like, "Whoa, uh, Greedo made it. He's alive!" And then she comes up to him. She's like, "Hey, uh, Bill." Uh, she, I forgot what. No, name she, she calls said him. Greedo. No, she I don't didn't. Think she says Greedo. No, she, uh, she says a name that starts with a G and ends with an O. <laughs> <laughs> Watch it again. It oh, might Gerardo. be it might be Grando or gr- <laughs> Greeno. But, but they, get, they get they get all the 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 what, <laughs> fucking jizz whalers. Grando. <laughs> well, you know what? Han was shooting through a table. It probably winged him. Yeah, they have the guys that play the little things, little flute. They got yeah. they got they got everybody. Yeah, they, they got, the, got the whole band. They got the whole place. Um. And, and here's another thing I want to talk about too, because we haven't really discussed it. Like, but like, how much of this movie do you think is just like, let's like rock into the vaults and get some B-roll? Well, that's definitely how they filled it out, right? So, but like, okay, so which is fine. We for, get by me. We get Mark Hamill. Yeah, we get 
Carrie Fisher and we get Harrison Ford. Right. Did anybody notice like what I thought I noticed, which was like all the scenes where Harrison Ford is in the Millennium Falcon, he's playing the shit out of it. Like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah it's is. just like Star Wars. And then like when he gets into like Chewie's house, it's like he's phoning it in. Oh, yeah. He's like, how many times can this guy call him pal? Hey, pal. Right. Like, you're my pal. I just love you hey, so buddy. much, pal. Like, but like everything in the Millennium Falcon looks like it was like. I think that might be different scriptwriters because I feel like everything that happens in Millennium Falcon is somebody who knows the character of Han Solo. And when he's in the house, it's like Han now has to be. He has to say these yeah, really he corny has to lines. Yeah, it's basically be the opposite of his character. His character is, you know, a, a, a cowboy. Yeah. You know? And in this one, he has to be like, your family is very close and close to my heart. And I feel like I'm a member of this family. Yeah. And just like, who the fuck is this guy? I guess that makes maybe more sense. I was thinking like for a second that maybe like they had taken like footage from like screen tests. No, like, I thought that, you know, like that was Harrison Ford in the Millennium Falcon that wasn't cutting up or anything like that. And they were like, let's just use that. No, shit. I, I felt like that was all shot for, but again, okay. I just, I, yeah, I think it's a different, different, like, again, I think the script cha- must have changed fucking hands. I'm quite sure a too. Bit. When he's, oh, I'm sure it did. When he has his scenes with the, the whole fucking family, I'm sure he's got to be thinking the same thing. Or like, he's got to be like, why the fuck am I here? Mark Hamill definitely lumpy. looks like he's phoning it in. Oh, yeah. Like, hey, did. guys. Huh? Well, everyone cool. except like, Leia. For sure, yes. Everyone except Leia and um, what's, the guy, what's the guy's name that plays C-3PO? He's killing it. Yeah, Leia, but it's like a voice. Leia, yeah, dude. Leia lays it on thick because she's got that big number at well, the end. She's got a big number. Mm. <laughs> so we I, gotta, yeah. I like that. <laughs> she's a little shaky. I, I like it. You're the one that laughed that opening scene we first see Leia. It seriously looks like she's doing her taxes in the background. It's so <laughs> ridiculous. She's balancing the fucking Rebels books. And again, to, 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 to backtrack a little bit back and forth in the show, like there are a lot of props in this that it looks like they just like pulled off the set. Mm hmm. Like, all right, we got to get her on a computer. Just use a tax machine. Like, use the fucking cashier. <laughs> so no like, one will know the difference. You were saying shoehorned characters. I felt like Leia was a shoehorned character. I feel like all, I, I feel like all of them are. Even, it, as funny as it is to say, I even feel like the scenes of Han and Chewbacca in the, in the Millennium Falcon is shoehorned in. Like it, Like, I feel like this movie was, it's just about Chewie's family, and we're learning about them. And it's a variety show, and then Chewbacca shows up at the end, and it's like, well, we got to get some like cool shit in here. So then, well, we'll put scenes where they're fighting and using the right. they're flying through space. Then we'll then we'll add in Luke, you know, and then we'll and that's how we'll break it up. But the core story is this, and everything else feels Chewbacca feels shoehorned into it until the end when he's with the family. No, even when he's with the family, I'm like, he doesn't feel like he belongs with them. Like it just doesn't feel like. The whole family. Well, his dynamic it. with them was really weird. It wasn't. It wasn't as tight. And maybe it's because yeah. we've watched this family for so long now, for a solid hour and fifteen well, and minutes. Then, <laughs> yeah, and we've really learned on. Uh, we've really picked up on their interactions well, together. And then Chewie comes in, you know, with a bottle, and he's been drinking. <laughs> <laughs> and he kicks the dog, and then runs over and hits the boy. And it's, ter- none it's of this, terrible. None of this happens. It's very. It's a very. It goes and turns none into of, a very. N- none of so Co- sad, Cody's long joke is happening. That is sad. <laughs> sad family drama. It goes into a very sad family drama about Chewbacca's drinking problem. Yeah. 
<laughs> and his relationship with his family and why he's gone for so long. Yeah, it actually <laughs> turns into a uh, an AA meeting. It's because his <laughs> wife Mala cheated on him with the store clerk guy, and every time he comes back, he just sees the dirty <laughs> store clerk guy all over his lady. He got a real business. <laughs> Even though he says he forgave her. I, Ridiculous. I, this is going I, nowhere I, fast. Man. <laughs> Go I, on, uh, Chris. Tell us. Bring us home. Bring us home. God dang. I, I was just thinking about that scene when Chewie shows up uh, right when uh, Lumpy is ready to get accosted by the the general. Or no, the stormtrooper. Stormtrooper. Storm yeah, and, and how... <laughs> Like basically, Han gets away with like being the hero by the dude just tripping over something and falling off the side of the building. So, and then he grabs Lumpy and hugs him. He's like, "You're all right, kid. Here, go to your dad." I always <laughs> liked you. I know he like holds him, and then he just like, "Nope," and then yeah. just passes him off real quick. It's so it's such a weird interaction. It's like the most awkward thing I've ever <laughs> seen. <laughs> and the and what's like what's Chewbacca doing? Like cowering over in the corner. Like here, go to your wussy ass dad. I've watched this film like a few times, and it's really hard for me to even try to figure out exactly what's going on with that stormtrooper. Like, how does the death happen? Is it like he's he, he going fell for from, something he and he fell. accidentally falls over? No, Han grabs his gun. He trips over something on the ground. And then, and right. then, and then he, he falls over, and then he falls over the really well-put-together railing that's protecting my, them from a thousand-foot death drop. Which is crazy because he's careful. <laughs> he's he's so, over, he's so overly careful, I feel like, with everything else because anything that happens in the house before Chewbacca shows up there... He's just ramming that fucking blaster in those fucking Wookiees' face like, I will shoot your fucking face off. <laughs> they like, I'm just trying to yeah. pick well, up. Now, well, now, let's, let's but be- now he's by himself, though. There was safety in numbers before, and now it's him versus three Wookiees. No, even when Wookies he's all by himself. Wookiees will rip your arm right off. They'll rip your arm right no, off. No, Stormtrooper's <laughs> by himself now. It's and, in Solo. And, he, it out. and yeah. he wasn't And he wasn't by himself before. That's why. I just he cowered. I, yeah, I just don't know what happens. Like the like he falls. how the fight scene happens. There isn't a fight scene. I there think Han. Fight. I think Han trips him and tries to take so his gun st- away. He tries to take his gun away, and yeah. then the guy is like, he reacts. he reacts. He rea- He overreacts, and he, and he and he bashes he through the railing. Through the yeah, which you would so think is a really exactly lame way to be a hero. How Boba Fett dies. What a cool character, right, guys? Mm-hmm. He's so. Uh, Yep, hmm. that's true. Such you a cool think, character. Well, you accidentally, th- you think them. they would build stronger fences too? Because I mean, it would. You think it would have to hold a Wookiee up? Yeah, and that Wookiee was walking all over that early. It must have yeah. weakened it. Weaken, <laughs> weaken those posts. I guess so. Yeah, right. This kid is like playing, you know, friggin' trapeze artist on this thing. <laughs> this guy like looks at it the wrong way and it cracks off. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Yeah, it's it's always been a weird like forced scene yeah. that yeah. makes it was, like, no very sense to me. Anticlimactic. I feel like that yeah. was like that was like the big showdown right there, and it was like I thought it was going to be the big showdown. Yeah, and nothing happens. So. Nothing then, happens. And then well, something does happen because then we 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 cut to the most important scene, which is Leia singing. Well, no, that's we're not there yet because I feel like it, we got to talk about what brings up Leia's thing, which to me is a holiday. I'm still trying to figure out what the fuck it it's is. A, okay, look, it's supposed to be Christmas. We all get that, right? Yeah, it's, it's a holiday it's special. Wook, it's the Wookiee's specific holiday life, right? Day. But exactly. it has to do with orbs. But question: Snow globes? Do they like? Is it like they hold the orb and then like they're hallucinating the situation? No, I think they're or, honoring their dead, and, and that's why it's called but Life how does Day. Leia show up. 
How does she she end the, she the dream? Because she shoehorns herself into this holiday so that she can <laughs> yeah. sing a number. So so number Leia one, has a horn too. Shoehorns. Or she has an orb? No, no. What are you talking about? She never has an orb in she that scene. She just wants to sing to the, her Wookiee friends. The she they all go providing the soundtrack they, to Life Day. This is yeah. how Life Day works. The Wookiees gather around. They wait. They wait for a white woman to show up and sing a song for them. <laughs> then they go home and have dinner and then hold orbs up. Yeah, that's and then life transcend. day. They end up in a cave somewhere. Right, that's what I'm seeing. That, yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's the that's the start of life day. We end up in a cave. It's a uh, it's a communal it's a communal meeting, and then they go back home to have dinner and I, hold I up orbs. What, what I saw. It's a part. I'm of right, to, I'm explaining. I, I'm trying to explain to me then the physics of it. What do you mean the physics? They grab the orb. Are they walking to a cave that's somewhere down that that thing? Like there's an actual cave somewhere that they actually and this is just like a weird cutscene edit. Where they're walking in darkness. I feel like they went or, to a higher plane of existence. That's what man. I'm saying. Did like, they? No, did they, they went, hold the they orb. They went to a cave. They literally walked to yes, a cave. Yes, they literally walked to a cave. <laughs> this wasn't a piece of technology that was that. like no. They like all making them they all collectively grabbed the orb and then walked together in the no, same direction. They disappeared. I now see what oh you guys are God. saying, but I, I I took it as Kyle did at first, but now that you guys are saying it, I see it. I just don't understand how Leia gets there because isn't Leia like on a totally different fucking place? She's like in Yavin well, still or some the, shit right here's now. Here's the thing. Here's how did thing. she get to, to Kishik? If if we're if we're if this is a higher plane, this just speaks again to the Wookiee psyche of how they're into. Human yeah. ma- females. I feel like we yeah. have we have this this out of order. How so? Because I feel like Leia's song happens, and then we see the family eating. That's at the very end, and then, no, 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 and then holding that. the orbs up after they're done eating. Either way, but and Mama, then and Mama then it cuts calls... to it cuts to a clip show of the movie. Yes, yeah, so that's the end. That's the end. Leia's singing happens before that. It right, happens in the Mala, cave. Mala calls Leia. On a television screen, I understand that. that, and she's like on a different fucking planet. How the fuck did she show well, up? Well, we don't. She's not. We don't know where uh, she's spaceship. at. She's, she's she's in a room that has a computer. We don't know where she's at. Leia is in an undisclosed location, probably on her way to the Wookiee planet to meet up with Han. Really, I got the impression that she had nothing to do. So, like when Molly even called up, she was just kind of like, "Oh, who?" Well, this is what I was like. That Mala's calling. Like, I it didn't. I didn't get the impression that they were all trying to get back. To Kishik so they could celebrate Life Day. I got the impression that Luke was like on a totally different planet doing his own fucking thing, and so was Leia. And now I, all of a sudden they're in a cave. I think they were all on the same freighter heading towards <laughs> Kishik. Luke was in the hangar repairing okay. an X-wing. Leia, Leia was in the office balancing the budget. Oh, this is all <laughs> making sense now. And and Han and and Chewie, they had a separate mission they had to go do before they can come home, and that's how they got caught along the way. Okay. And they all eventually arrived at the same time in a cave. They arrived on the planet, and then on they made freighter. they made their way to the cave, and then they sang the song, and then they sing a song. Okay. Where we take the Star Wars theme song and we have we add lyrics, we add lyrics, add lyrics which is uh, again it answers the burning question to me, which was what are the lyrics to this song? And apparently, it's like a weird Christmas song it's about, about Life Day, Life Day that Life Day. that Leia came up with on the spot. <laughs> it sounds like she's like coming up with the lyrics she as <laughs> she's singing. I'm like, so and true. I'm like, this isn't your holiday. Why do you have a fucking song for it? Like, let the Wookies just enjoy their holiday. She just want an opportunity to you know show off those pipes. <laughs> 
<laughs> she had a song in her heart, Kyle. She had to get it out. I mean, she's yeah. not a bad singer. Keep it to herself. She's, she's not, not a, bad, a bad, singer. bad singer. She's definitely not a pop star if that's what she was going for. Yeah, I didn't get that either. <laughs> I, I, mean, either. I think she sang it's very old later on style though. of singing. Well, I mean, look look at what we got here. We got Jefferson <laughs> Starship yeah. here. Come on. And then yeah, yeah what we what we end up with is bad. a fucking clip show of the first movie. True. Yeah. True. Essentially. I know, dude. Could you imagine again? You're nine years old. This is what you watch. You're done. You're like, oh, fuck. dude. Nine year old, no. nine year old Cody in '79. You, you, you would have been, you no. would have been shit in your pants. Yeah, what do you think you're watching at this time? You're not watching. Yeah, there's no. nothing oh, on dude. TV for you except like fucking, I don't know, re- reruns of fucking. You're just as into this as anybody else watching a variety. This, it was show so in the 1970s. This bombed so bad with everyone. Yeah, it, was I'm this sh- a TV movie? Yes. Was yeah. was this in come out in theaters? No, it literally is yeah. like no, it just aired on TV. That's, that's yeah. why it's yes, like Chris. from our sponsors. You'd watch the and local bombed, news and nobody then watched this. Yeah, just the ratings were bad. The ratings what? are bad. It was still nobody people, was people nobody watched was it, there. but it, the bad no, ratings. It was panned bad. by they just the didn't critic. Like it. it. Listen, it was panned by the critic. This is why this. I feel like this is such the. This is one of. And I'm sure we were we would have gotten to this later, but we'll just do it now. I think this is like a pinnacle cult film like just the way that it's been passed down even yeah. like we watched a stream of it today on a plex server where i was like oh man you gotta adjust the tracking <laughs> <laughs> because it goes in and out because this is literally never shown been shown again since it aired in 1978 it has been passed down mm-hmm. through just copies yeah, yeah well i mean star Blue wars legs, has it yeah. but, but star wars is that fandom that is going to try to digest every single speck of it. Sure, absolutely, but I I think this is that's it, it, I think the reason Cody's saying is the reason why I think this is like the probably going to be the only Star Wars entry that we'll probably talk about on the show, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, like what are we what else are we going to talk about? I mean, I I, we I don't know. Do the Ewok, Ewok one, adventure but... might come up at some point. Yeah. yeah. But um no, I agree. Like this one definitely has And I do think it's a cult film. It's, absolutely. It's definitely. No, I'm not I'm not saying it isn't. I'm just stating my point. You can yeah. keep talking. I think uh, it's definitely a cult film, but it's also fueled very much by Star Wars fandom, which I think is a very, it, like a Star Trek fandom, right? Like, yeah, they're going to try to like collect a box of the breakfast cereal from 1978. Yeah, but I think, I That's think. That's never been but, No, I, I think there's a difference though. I think, I think, yes, at one point this was probably part of that, ooh, I have a copy of this. Yes. And I think. Now, and by saying now, probably I'd say in the last like 10 years or maybe a little bit more, this has actually slowly turned into the joke of the Star Wars. And that's actually, it's not a badge of honor that I own something rare. It's that, have you seen this ridiculous fucking thing? I would 100% agree. Yeah. yeah. I think even among Star Wars fans, they'll, Absolutely. they'll watch it and just say, like, but I also, I own I also think of just the method of how it, it was passed, how it's been passed around and like, that's how that you that's was the only way. Think about it from like what probably seventy eight to maybe the nineties. The only way you're seeing this is is it being passed around on tapes or burning copies. Some, somebody of it, out or, there's got that sweet Betamax copy though. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that was the <laughs> only way you had to have, you had to know someone who well, had. Yeah, it. because I, I mean, I guess I think from what I hear from the history is that like George Lucas like is absolutely like this is never going anywhere. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like. I, I, I it's clearly something clearly hated the it when I saw it. I, want, I wonder if like, anybody. Yeah. I wonder if anybody owns the masters of this, the master tapes of yeah. this. Probably. I'm sure George Lucas does. Well, who did? Buried. 20th Century Fox. I'm yeah, sure George, George Lucas probably has it in his, in his vault you know under what? lock and key and you're, gun. You're probably 100 percent right. I would not be surprised if he was like, "I want that." 
Yeah, that's mine. Those are my characters. This is my give me that. Whoever and then he Star like Wars threw it away. Wait, wait. And then threw the key away. Wait, so does that mean Disney now owns yes. it? Yes. Yeah. It's like sitting in the, in Maybe, the house uh, of mouse right now. I don't know. Maybe, Maybe we got a I 4K don't, restoration. I don't, no, I, I bet you anything when the, that deal went through, there was like one addendum, which was, I keep this fucking uh, thing. This Can I say something? I think it would be, it's probably more secure under Disney. <laughs> Think of all the racist cartoons that will never ever see. It would be so it would be so hilarious to see somebody somewhere. like restore this movie. It would be. It's just not gonna happen. I no, think it never I, will I, happen. I actually Absolutely now that I think not. about it, I think Disney totally owns it. They probably own the master and it's in a vault where they keep all that dark shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey Chief, I know what you'd like. Insert this proton pack. Mm. Now then, Itchy, I thought you might like this. One of those that, uh, well, it's a real, it's kind of hard to explain. It's a, uh, wow. If you know what I mean. Happy life day. I do mean happy life day. What do you say we rate this mammer jammer? Yeah. All right, Mike, what are we rating it? We're going to rate this Beheaded Banthas. Oh, it's a kid's toy. So sad. It's the saddest part of this film. It is. It's pretty It's pretty bad. Let's go with... Let's go with Kyle first. Yeah, hol- Christmas... Or Star... Can't look, can't talk. A Star <laughs> Wars holiday special. First time watching it. Um, you know, I can't say that I was disappointed because I got, I think, what I anticipated I would get, which is something that... Um, poorly put together and laughable. Um, I I did find myself pretty entertained while watching this. Entertained for the wrong reasons, I'm sure, because I was laughing hysterically at how bad a lot of the, this entire film actually is. Um, but I mean, you know, at the end of the day, I'm not going to sit there. I don't think I would ever really watch this movie again. And I was thinking about how I would how I'd rate it. And I think I'm going to I'm going to give. I came up with two ratings that I'm going to give this movie. I mean, I'm going to rate it two beheaded banthas, but I'm going to rate it five fever dreams because that's what it <laughs> felt like watching this movie. So that's my rating. All right, I'll go next. Um I'm going to rate this movie on the merit of, uh, of the movie itself alone, and then I'll, I'll get into what I think is the uh, the important part of this this movie. But if I'm going to base it just on this movie alone, man, I, I it's hard for me to stay awake during this movie. It is it is rough, man. I got to go with a 1.5 as a movie stands. It is it's it is, is bad. This is really really bad. And sometimes it's not so bad. It's good or in an enjoyable way with this movie. I would say for most of it. It's it, it it is really that way. Um, the cool thing I would say about this movie, which I think is is better about, is the mythos and the legend of it of it just showing one time on TV. It being such a disaster that Lucas tried to bury it. It puts it in the same realm as uh, to me also too of how this was passed around as other films like uh, Roger Corman's Fantastic Four, where it's the yeah. it's these legendary characters that you've heard about you know that you've seen in films that you love or comic books or or whatever and that that at some point there was a shitty movie made about them that was just buried for no one to see and it lives in that legend so for that it's a really cool factor which i think is more about the movie but if i had to rate the movie of itself just by itself 1.5 
Chris? I actually had a lot of, a lot of fun watching this, uh, at least for the parts that we've kind of all laughed about and joked about here. But there's like big chunks of this movie that are just dreadfully slow. I think that's probably what, kind of what Cody was getting at. However, I totally agree with what Kyle said on the fever dream comment because I had the exact same thought in those exact words when I was done. I was like, that was just a fucking fever dream. Like, who was high making this, you know, this movie TV special? Um, you know, I, I could see it just being kind of like a cash grab at the time and there was no real direction, you know, where they just wanted to throw a bunch of shit at the wall and see what sticks for some of it. It did stick for me. It was really fun to watch for some of, you know, the rest of it. It was kind of slow and painful. I'm not the biggest Star Wars fan, but I did have a generally good time with a one time watch on this. I don't think I would go back and watch it again. I do think it's a cult film for, um, yeah, the just the simple reason that it's like was so hard to get a hold of, and it was only talked about, and and uh, you know the fact that it only showed one time, and it's so bad, and 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 I agree with some of that to some extent, but yeah, not a lot of replay value for me. I'm gonna give it a two. Um, definitely check it out at least once if you if you find a way to get a hold of it. Mike, I'm gonna give this two. Um, any. You know what's weird? It's like, like I would have given this a half any other time, but I've seen this fucking four times now, and like, not only that, but like having to see it like objectively now, and like seeing all the weird stuff about it. Like, I actually did have like a weirdly oddly entertaining time watching it, and I don't know why this time. I think it's just like because I knew what to expect. It had that maybe so bad it's good or that 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 feeling of like when you've seen a movie so many times and it's so bad, like it like had to grow on me. And I feel like it's at that point now where it's like growing on me where like I, I, I probably will watch it again at some point in time in my life or at least dare a friend to show up to my house and watch it with me or something like something. But um, <laughs> there is something weird about it, like weirdly odd. And and maybe it's just like the weird just juxtaposed yeah. juxtapose between like how good the original trilogy is versus like this terrible thing that shows up right in the middle of it. I don't know. Like it's maybe it's an oddity. Like the reason we go see like Ripley's Believe It or Not, I don't know. But uh, it's fascinating to me now. So I'm gonna give it a two. I thought it, I thought it was hilarious that you said that now it's grown on you. And because it's grown on you, it's now a two. <laughs> I know he was real excited so from a, from a half though. Like this is a this is not a good film, guys. No, it's it not something a good grows film. <laughs> that was, I just thought that was funny. It's grown at least a, a star and a half. Like I said, for me, like a lot of it that I think is cool and what I respect about it is just kind of the mythos of it, more yeah. or less. Anything else of how it survived, no matter how hard like people have tried to forget it, and like how embarrassing it is. And like most of the actors that are in it, like haven't even fucking seen it. Like it's, you know what I mean? Like it's the thing that legends are made of. And that's really the, the story I think of it is cooler than it itself, which is like, a, that's like a, what I was saying about like the fantastic four with Roger Corman. It's like one of those things where you have to go and hunt it at like bootlegs, either at comic book shops or, yes. or comic cons. Same thing with this movie. So yeah, I don't know. I think that that puts it in a, in a weird thing where it's like I can't rate the film, but just that aspect of it is is cooler than the movie. But if you can look into that and enjoy that aspect of it, you may enjoy this movie. So 
I don't know. I think that's probably part of it. All right, guys, that's our show for this week. I sound like I'm smoking like 12 cigarettes <laughs> this episode. Head over to iTunes to leave us a review, and we'll give you a shout out at the end of the show. Head over to Colt Film and Review and pick up a Colt Film and Review. ColtFilmandReview.com. Pick up a t shirt, watch a video, leave a comment, and hey, leave a suggestion for a movie for us to review. Uh, and then when you're done with that, you can follow us on social media at Colt Film underscore Review on Twitter. You can also follow us at Colt Film and Review on Instagram. Make sure you check out our Facebook page. You can follow Kyle at. You can follow me on Instagram at ColtFilm underscore Kyle. You can follow Chris at ColtFilm underscore Chris on Instagram. You can follow Mike at, at MikeSolicio on Twitter. And you can follow me at VHS Collect on Instagram and Snapchat. That's our show for this week. Remember, if you're going to join a cult, just make sure they watch good movies. We'll see you next time. I do mean happy life day. Uh-huh.